Shima Slim. Gonna do something a little different today here on WKXL Radio. I like to do different things. Yes, we will be talking about some Super Bowl preview. Probably do that in segment four today. Segment three, talk some in detail stuff about the NHL. I guess there was an announcement over the All-Star break uh, about the Olympics that we want to discuss a little bit. I want to learn more about the star players in the NHL. Uh, the Bruins have a huge game tonight for me. Huge game because when you fall on your face, you want to be able to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and be like, hey, that's not happening again. And tonight the Bruins get a chance to do exactly that, show how tough they are, and I believe they're very tough, against the Vancouver team that some people say is the very best in the NHL. They have the most points out west. We're going to talk a lot of hockey today. And the reason for that is, one, because the Bruins are playing Vancouver tonight, but two, because Thomas, our former NHL player and our local licensed health insurance and Medicare broker, is in studio today. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, you know what? It would help if I turned your microphone on. So, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, you know a work in progress sometimes, but um, the work in progress for me is the Bruins team. I am not a hockey guy. I've never been a hockey guy in my life. I call myself a pink hat hockey fan, and I'm spending more time watching the Bruins this year than I ever have before. So, what I want to ask you is. Is it worth my time? This Bruins team, how invested in them are you? Oh, I watch them uh, <clears throat> almost every game. I, I'm still a big fan of hockey, so I watch a lot of hockey games um, on TV every night with my son. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think they're the real deal. I don't think anybody expected them to have the season they have right now with the losses they had as far as the players go. But they've done a terrific job and being number one in the East, number two behind Vancouver in the overall league standings. Going for the President's Trophy again, I mean, how can you say that they're not? What does a President's Trophy even mean? You get the most points, you're the best regular season team, big deal. If you fall flat on your face again in the playoffs, it's like, what a waste of time. No, it means nothing. Uh, the only thing it gives you there is uh, the extra home game should you go to Game 7 in the finals. Which we love the home games because it's cool to talk about the team being in Boston. You always think you're going to win the home game. But that isn't necessarily the case in the NBA or in the NHL for that matter. I'm just expecting a huge playoff season for the Bruins teams and the Celtics team. The Boston teams is what I mean. I am expecting a huge regular season and then playoff results this year. It's mandatory. If we don't... I'm going to be very angry in the months of uh, May and or June. So people don't want to see me angry, do they? They want they want to root for teams that are winning. Yeah, of course they do. And we've been really spoiled, though, if you look at the history of the past <laughs> two decades, right? Like as far as the Patriots go, Celtics, Red Sox, like we've been up there. But in the meantime, though, as we said, like the Celtics and the Bruins only won one each. So it'd be time for them to, you know, pick up where they left off in the regular seasons in the years past and do it in the playoffs. But both teams have a chance to do so. New England? fans are fat and lazy. This is me being a little bit controversial. I've said it a number of times over the past two months here on the station. New England area fans are fat, spoiled, and lazy. And it's, it's obvious to me. If you go to playoff games, you see they don't know how to cheer. They're not a rabid fan base, or we're not a rabid fan base. I want to say there because I'm rabid. I'm rabid enough for everybody. 
I, I, I will sometimes say, man, I should be on the court instead of Jalen Brown. At least I won't dribble the ball off my foot. You know, I won't say that I could be out in the hockey rink saying I could outskate any of these players because I can't stop. I can barely skate. Do you, at times, Thomas, when you're watching the Bruins, do you ever look and say, oh, man, I wish I was out there instead of that guy right now? Because <laughs> you used to play in the NHL for five years. <laughs> of course I do. Of course I do. But at the end of the day, though, after I have my little 30-second rant, I do realize that I wasn't out there for that long for a reason. I'd still be playing. But there's still bits and pieces. Like, hey, I could see some guys go and shoot free throws and go, wow, their form is horrible. And they're shooting at 53%, 54%. I'm like, dude, I could do better than that. So at that thing, I'm better than an NBA player. Are there little pieces of the game in hockey where you watch and say, oh, hey, this was my strength. Oh, man, that guy, he needs a lot of work. Do you watch the game like that? Well, the, the easiest part is obviously as a fan, you're sitting there and you see the mistakes and then you see five, six highlights on it. And <laughs> the good thing is you can see that they're human too, right? And there's a difference between, call it the superstars in the NHL, the middle of the pack and the bottom end players. But obviously as a fan, you're watching it, it looks way slower on TV and slower on the stands than it actually is when you're on the ice. Uh, when I played, you know, I got a healthy scratch quite a bit along the way. So I have no issue. And then they send you up right to the top uh, booth at the very top with the broadcasting teams and you watch the game. And sitting up there, you kind of look at it and go, man, there's so much room and time. Like, why don't I make those plays? And then you get thrown back into the mix and it seems like it's twice the speed. When you would watch yourself on video played back, sometimes would you be like, oh of my course. God, I can't believe I'm of that course. bad? Or something like of course, that. yeah. You Just see so certain critical. things and you go, damn, I had an extra five, six seconds. Why didn't I use it? Why did I throw it around like a hot potato? So that part is definitely, it's easy from the outside. It's way harder when you get on the inside and actually play. But, you know, the nice part of being fans, I mean, they're lucky enough to go play the game. There's 18,000 people watching you in the stands and however many million on TV, they get, a, they get their opinion. And that's the part of sports that's fun. Oh, it is. Oh, it's so great. I've been doing it all my life. Now, I will say, like from, from basketball, I, I talk a ton of basketball. And I can say, yesterday I wore a, a championship pullover for my over-40 Hampstead Men's Masters Basketball League. I've won three of those championships during my 40s. So I know I can still play. I can still compete at a certain level. I was number one pick one year, you know, first rounder for whatever, six, seven years. I was one of the best players in the league. So I can still play. But when I watched the game last night, Thomas, I know you probably don't know. You don't know the final score. Do you have uh, the uh, semifinal round of the Hampstead Men's Masters Basketball League game last night? Do you? I, do, I do not. Did that not get broadcasted? <laughs> Hampstead, New Hampshire. I was there. My brother Dave, who's one of the best sports talk radio callers in the country, he gives out excellent picks for people. And we'll probably have Dave on in the fourth uh, segment today to give some more um, big game Super Bowl preview stuff here. His, Pick so far, I think, make a lot of sense. But last night, he took probably 25 shots. His team went to him a ton. And it was really, I think, the first time during the season, my guess is that they leaned on him so heavily because he was number one or number two pick in the draft. And last night, when the playoffs come, it's just different. And some guys got a tough time kind of getting open shots because the defense ratchets up so high. So my, brother's Dave, my brother Dave's team went down pretty handily to the other squad uh, who just was much younger, much faster. But as I was watching, I was like, man, I wanted to be out there so bad. I know I could have contributed. And that's easy for me to say because I know I could be because it's Hampstead men's masters over 40. But you had a chance to do it against the very best in the world. I'm impressed by that. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. No, it was a fun run. I, I enjoyed it. And obviously, the, the more you play, the older you get, the more you think about the past a little bit. And yeah, you know, like looking back, there's obvious, obviously lessons that I learned and I wish I could have done different. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Speaking of getting older, I did turn 50 on Monday of this week. I don't know if you know that, but Happy I birthday. It did. Yeah, I feel it and I'm, I'm feeling older. So I'm eligible now to play in the over 50 league, but I don't think I'll be doing that. Thomas, you have pivoted and people know this because I've had you on WKXL, the spotlight shows that I do on local businesses and New Hampshire area organizations and individuals that are doing good stuff. You have transitioned into a career as a health insurance and Medicare insurance broker, I will tell you, you might have gotten a lot of healthy scratches as an NHL player, but man, you are right at the top of somebody I'm calling. I'm serious. You're at the top of the list for me. You're an all-star game MVP when I'm looking for information about health insurance. Well, it's good to hear. My, my biggest thing there with my business now, A, I enjoy it. I love what I do, helping people. And yeah, as long as I can do the right thing for my clients, I know they're happy and I know they'll come back. This is why I'm happy to announced Thomas is going to be advertising on the airwaves here, WKXL Radio, and I'm happy to promote him and say, hey, if you own a small business out there or if you're um, finding that your health insurance just, what is this? I'm getting this bill. I'm like, oh, how much am I spending all the time? It's worth a call to this man. That's that's all I'm going to tell you, and then we're going to transition right here back into some Celtics discussion, Thomas. Again, is it going to hurt your ears if I talk basketball? Do you like have a, an opinion of the basketball players because they whine and cry so much? No, not at all. Like I, I like sports overall. Just there's not enough time in the day, you know, with my three kids uh, and their sports and my work, and then sitting there watching the NHL games. Uh, just a hockey fan, a little more than I am a basketball fan, but. I got no issue talking sports. You said you watch a hockey game every single night almost, whether it's Bruins or from, oh, yeah. you watch action oh, yeah. from across the league. I do. That's why you can help educate me, especially about Vancouver. In this upcoming segment, we got a huge game tonight. I told you, everybody. The Bruins are playing Vancouver tonight. Maybe the two best teams in the NHL. I want to learn more about Vancouver, why they're so good, who their best players are. Guess what? Thomas is going to help me to learn that. When we come back here on the Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com is coming right back. Continues with Thomas Pope, our hockey expert. As we transition back from commercial, I do just want to uh, briefly mention the Boston Celtics win last night, 125 to 117. Earlier in the day, I guess we'd made a trade for I think it was Xavier Tillman, who was on Memphis. Uh, not a big statistic guy. My big uh, my my cousin Bob from Quincy McBFQ had texted me Xavier Tillman question mark like like this is the guy that uh, is going to be the answer. But I will say from watching some videos online, he's a big dude, knows how to rebound, steals and blocks. You can count on him for some of that intimidation factor. I think he's got some meanness, and that's what this Celtics team needs. Yes, we can go and beat up on Atlanta 125-117 just for people keeping track. 
And I'm wondering if this means anything to you, Thomas, because I my opinion of NBA basketball players is not that high. I watch the NHL players, and they're out there to like with the limbs cut off, and they're still begging to go back in the game. Uh, NBA players get a little scratch on their arm, and they're on the ground for like an hour asking for a wheelchair. It's embarrassing. Uh, but Jalen Brown 0 for 2 from three-point line last night. Jason Tatum 2 for 13. Most days, if you weren't here, Thomas, I would be talking about how soft those two statistics are. Do you, what do you think of NBA players? Do you, do you agree with my take on them, that they're soft? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't want to bash him, but obviously I'm a hockey guy there too. But it is definitely something that, you know, I don't quite understand. And there's plenty of memes out there that make fun of them. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I got Thomas to be critical of somebody. If you hear it on the radio here over the last couple of months, he's very specific with his words. And I just kind of baited him into that. I didn't even do it intentionally, but I laid the breadcrumbs. And and what was his exact quote? Yeah, kind of, <laughs> which we all know. But soccer players, I think, are even worse. No, I mean, I don't follow soccer at all, but I see these guys. They're just totally trying to draw penalties. They're, they didn't even get touched. They're and on the ground, and they just stay down. Now you're from where, where? You're from Europe. Soccer is big over there. Football, right? Oh yeah, so- soccer is definitely the number one sport there in in Austria and all of Europe. Like it's not even close. Did but, you uh, play growing up? Of course I did. Yeah, not like to the extent like I played, you know, youth soccer all the way to maybe 10, 12. But then it becomes very specialized over there. Like if you want to be on a team with 13, 14 year olds, that's the sport you play, and you're doing it 48, 50 weeks out of the year. Five days a week. So same team? Same team, same coaches. Like oh my. my younger brother played. They don't, they take it serious. Like you can't get to the top unless you, you know, do it every day. They don't do multi sports there. If you're a soccer player, you're a soccer player. You don't play anything else. And what if you're the coach? Because I coach basketball, first and second graders and K pre K, and we got a 10 week season, and it's, it's kind of long. I love it. But I'm actually looking a little forward to the end of the season. It's I got one more game to coach this Saturday, and then the next Saturday it's over. I'm gonna be like, ah, you know, good, okay, Saturday morning I can take a little break. They, these coaches over there, they're coaching 50 weeks in a row. Yeah, different system though. It's not the the dads and the moms coaching. They're At 13 prof- and 14 year olds, we're getting professional coaches. 100. percent Yeah. What? Is this all throughout Europe, or is this just Austria? No, no, no. Every, Austria. Austria is not that good in yeah, soccer. That's what I was going to say. We, we, that's not our sport. <laughs> Ski, skiing is our number one where we actually have some winnings. But it's the same there. Like, uh, coaches are professionals, and even in hockey, even though we're not that good at it, like, there's no moms and dads coaching, even at a little age. Like, we have dads helping out, like, former players like myself, buddies of mine who grew up playing, help out their own kid. But for the most part... Coaches are professional. They're getting paid for it, and that's what they do. Well, I suddenly feel underpaid for my work on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I hear you. I'm doing the youth hockey here. It's a little different. <laughs> You're coaching. Now you said you have you have three children. Yeah, my my older son plays hockey. My two younger ones do gymnastics and soccer. I don't, you know, other than a fan, I'm just there to support them. But uh, with my son, I do coach. Yeah, I'm in and helping. Head out. coach, head coach, um, or your assistant I've, coach. I've been doing the assistant coach for the last. Five years. Do you get healthy scratched sometimes out of that assistant coaching role? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm really you. good at opening the doors and filling up the water bottles. <laughs> Everybody's got a job to do. On championship teams, there's no job too small. Everybody is part of that championship. The Bruins, I continue to think we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. I just, I, I like it. I talked to 
my Aunt Jane, who does a show here on WKXL Radio, Artful Living. Talked to her this morning. She's like, we don't have it. These guys don't have it. I've been watching them all the time, 10, 20 years. No, this team, it's kind of sad, actually. They don't have it. And I'm here, sitting here thinking, man, I kind of think that they do have it. Tonight's game is going to tell us a lot. Talk to me about Vancouver. In preparation, I have in my trusty notebook here some names I wrote down. J.T. Miller seems to be a good player. 22 goals, 46 assists on the season. Uh, Bozer, 30 goals. And Peterson or Pedersen, how do we pronounce this? 27 goals, 38 assists. So these seem to be their three top players. Am I right on this? Pedersen, how do I say yeah, this? Yeah, Leah Pedersen, Swedish guy. Definitely one of their star forwards. Uh, same with T.J. Miller. J.T. Miller, sorry. And... Uh, uh, Brock Besser. They're all incredible hockey players, and they're the reason uh, why Vancouver is up there. Obviously, got to add their goaltending there, and then also uh, Quentin Hughes, the defenseman. Quentin Hughes? is it? See, now, do you look at me and think less of me because I don't know how to pronounce these players' names and I have really no idea who any of them are? Um, well, no, because <laughs> you're watching the Bruins, and Vancouver doesn't come around that much. Unless you watch the other hockey games, then you don't see them that much. And I was wrong on Hughes, though. That's Quinn Hughes. That's the brother who's actually in Vancouver, the oldest of the three. The other two play for the Devils. Uh, uh, there's, there's three brothers. Yeah, and they're, they're incredible hockey players, all three. How all, do I all not American, know this? And we'll probably see all of them at the Olympics in a couple of years. If you did think less of me, would you actually tell me? I'm feeling like you would not be critical of me, even though secretly you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about hockey? He doesn't know anything. Yeah, but you're talking about the Bruins. You're not talking about the Canucks. So it's hard. Unless you're doing this uh, all year round and just watching hockey specific. I mean, how would you know these guys? So tell me tonight here, the brother, I want to learn about these brothers Osborne here. What is it, Quinn Hughes? This is a player, Quinn Hughes is a defenseman on Vancouver. Yeah, he's, he's their captain. He's their captain. So he's one of the better players in the league, I have to assume. Oh, he people. is. I think he's leading all defensemen in scoring. I think he's a little ahead of Kale McCarr. The two of them are going back and forth. Um, he's probably trying to get his first Norris trophy. He's a young guy. Uh, you know, I think he's 24 years old. They're all young. His younger brother is the cap. Uh, assistant captain down in uh, um, New Jersey. And then the third brother is also in New Jersey. He's a defenseman. I mean, all three first-round draft picks. Um, they're incredible it, hockey family. Not twins. These guys no, are all, so, all three so different ages. He's the oldest in Vancouver. And then the forward in uh, New Jersey. And then the defenseman in New Jersey. Okay, talk to me here about these other players because I don't know any of them. J.T. Miller... I think was leading their team in total points scored so far this year, goals and assists. Do you know much about this individual? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a little older. He got traded, if I remember correctly, was with the New York Rangers, got traded to Vancouver, then signed a long-term extension with them. But he's one of their best players. He was in the All-Star game. Um, so were the other three, four, by the way. Wait a minute. All right, so all four of these guys made the All-Star team. They did, yeah. Yeah, and this is why Vancouver is a team we want to, I mean, obviously we're going to match ourselves up against tonight. The Bruins only had two players make the All-Star game, David Pasternak and Jeremy Swayman. So we're going up against a talented team. These guys, JT Miller, Bozer, and Pedersen, do you know, are they on the, is it Bozer or how'd you say this? Brock Bessa. But. Bossa? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Close enough. All right. This is, yes, close enough. Yeah, um, these guys, do they all play on the same line? Is that why they all have so many points? Um, well, you know, they have the power play together. So that's kind of their go-to power play for them, and that's why they're probably up there. But I'm not sure 100%. I don't watch them often enough because it's kind of the late game out west. Yeah, it's a commitment. So I don't see them that often. But, you know, obviously they're a talented team. 
Okay, Quinn Hughes, everybody out there, number 43. This guy should be easy to find. Is he a big dude? Is he going to try and lay people out, or is he more like, you know, just fast moving the puck? Like Charlie McAvoy for me. Yeah. I don't see him as a big bruiser laying people out. He'll make a hit every now and then, but for, my, for me watching it, and you tell me if I'm right on this, I see McAvoy as a guy who, if you can get him, like the first puck kind of, we're going to start to clear the zone. Somebody get it to McAvoy as a defenseman. He's leading the rush up. People kind of think he's going to pass it. But no, his strength is just keep going when that defenseman thinks that you're going to be passing. And he carries it all the way into the zone and seems to be a pretty heck of a good playmaker, especially for a defenseman. Am I right on with that take? Is that Charlie McAvoy's biggest strength? Oh, he's a great player. He plays uh, both sides of the puck. The one thing he doesn't have compared to like Quinn Hughes is the offensive numbers. right? Like uh, Quinn Hughes is a smaller guy for NHL standards. Not really a hitter at all. He's, He's not more like puck moving defenseman who really makes the place for them. Is that their team? Are they are they kind of soft? Can we go in there hot and heavy tonight and try and lay them out I, a little bit? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. They got plenty <laughs> of big guys out there. He's just not one of them. He's the guy who is like the brain of the operations out there. All right. Well, I kind of like that. If the best player is a little bit soft, I think the team is ripe for the picking. That's why I always, you know, go to Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics and don't be mentally weak and shoot two for thirteen from three last night. Because that's just like giving in to defeat. You can't keep shooting threes if you're two for ten, dude. You have to go to the basket because when you go to the basket, incredible things happen. Tennessee College Basketball, I told you people, this is a Final Four team, probably a Final One team. Beat LSU last night, 88-68. Just to throw that in your face. I know what I'm talking about. Tennessee Volunteers College Basketball. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. We're going to be talking more hockey with Thomas Polk when we come back here. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You're in the right place. NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Thomas Polk, my health insurance expert, former NHL player, five years. He was on the uh, Islanders and, and Rangers combined five years. Very impressive. Very tough to get him to be critical of any individuals because he knows how difficult it is to be out there. It's easy for me, Thomas, to be critical of people. Maybe it's because I haven't been out there before. Yeah, it might be, might be, or or I got the critics on the other end that I remember what it feels like. But you know, as I said, <laughs> sports fans, they're they're allowed to do that. Uh, my dad told me a long, long time ago. They go in there, they, you know, pay for the tickets. They're allowed to tell you what they think of you and your game. Just play better, and they won't complain. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, or they might complain more if if you play really well, and then you have to wear it as a badge of honor. I mean, like Patrick Mahomes, right? So many people hate him or, or whatever, they yell and call him names when it's pretty obvious he's the best player in, in football. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl here coming up a, a little bit later. We'll dive in. But do you do you have a, an opinion just to get it out in the open? Which team are you rooting for, Kansas City or San Francisco? I don't really have one. Just want to see a, a fun game, you know, great back and forth, not one thing, one team dominating over the other. But obviously he's had a great career, a great couple last years, and he's the guy right now. 
He is the guy. I mean, this is their fourth Super Bowl, Kansas City's fourth Super Bowl in the last six years that they'll go to. He has a chance to win three out of six. And, I mean, that's approaching Tom Brady territory. It is. For the first half of your career, it's pretty amazing. Four out of six Super Bowls, you start to look at Kansas City and go, wait a minute, I thought Belichick and Brady were so good and such geniuses. Uh, maybe it's not that hard now. Maybe Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are the same breed. Yeah, they're doing it. They're doing it. Now they're just going to keep it up for another decade. Well, that's it. Right. <laughs> As I said yesterday, you, know? you could say Patrick Mahomes is maybe half the man that Tom Brady is, or you could just say he's got half more of his career to prove how good he is. The Bruins tonight, Thomas, I'm, I'm learning about this Quinn Hughes guy. Me and you were talking about him during the break. So this kid, just so people know, he's number 43 on Vancouver. This is the guy Thomas said... Um, I'll, I'll describe him in my own words, maybe a little soft, but flashy, fast, skillful on the defensive side of things. Number 43. This kid is 24 years old. He's got two other brothers who also play in the NHL. Both of the brothers are younger than him. So there's a family here, Hughes family. I think this guy was born in Orlando. I, uh, Thomas telling me that he thinks they grew up maybe in Chicago, probably for hockey reasons, probably went there. But their father is apparently a big guy in the hockey world too. You know much about this story? I, I don't know much about it, but I do know that he played at Providence College, and I do know he worked a little bit for the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. So he's a hockey guy. He's been in it. Obviously helped him help his sons get to where they are, but obviously it's very special to have a whole family, all three boys, be first-round draft picks, and you know all three of them are playing, and two of them are doing incredible. With the youngest one is right on the way to do so. I mean, he's a defenseman, the third one, and you know obviously... Uh, winning rookie of the year is tough, but you know I think he has a chance to, if he keeps the play up, uh, to maybe have a shot at this. This is something, uh, for me, it just makes me go, this is why the NHL is so tough to market, Thomas. I've been spending a ton of time this year watching the Bruins. I'm trying to get more and more into hockey. And you come in today and you tell me about this Quinn Hughes cat, 24 years old, a great story. I don't know anything about him, his brothers, the story, the fact that their dad used to coach for the Bruins, an assistant coach in some way, shape, or form, I guess. like That just seems like a story I probably should should already have known about. Uh, I don't know if it's making me feel ignorant or not. I, I, I just think NHL does a bad job of marketing sometimes. I don't know how they can improve it, though. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think, they, I think they're out there, and I think they tell us about it, it's, especially when the guys played their first game against each other when Vancouver was over, I think it was in New Jersey at the beginning of December. I mean, they made a big deal out of it, but again, unless you're watching out-of-town teams, how would you hear about it? The, and Bruins, I don't, the Bruins aren't going to talk about it. Right, and I don't watch ESPN as much as I used to, just as so many different sources mm. out there to get your sports from. So what are, you, what are you watching and paying attention to to learn about hockey and like what's going on from the games in other towns? Is it ESPN that you go to or what? I, I do. Yeah. I watch the Hulu, and they have a lot of out-of-town games. Uh, the Bruins games actually got to go on this and get them because they're not you know local blackout dates that they won't show them so but you know it's fun there's always some games on you can kind of flip back and forth and pick your favorites and watch some teams more than others obviously 
for myself, you know, having played for the Islanders and the Rangers, I still follow them and I enjoy watching them. You do. You um, root for both of those of course, teams. Of okay, course, you don't hold ill will towards either of them because of these healthy scratch situations. No, they let me play in the first place, so I got to be <laughs> grateful for that. But then, obviously, Bruins living here is a big part of my thing. Uh, still a big uh, Pittsburgh fan. I've always been a fan of Sidney Crosby. And you have. See, I don't done. like him necessarily. I think he's a little dirty, cheap shot sometimes. Nah, I don't care how he plays. He's by far the best hockey player the last decade and a half. There we go. Okay. And do, do you disagree with my take that maybe sometimes he's a little bit of a cheap shot artist? I didn't think it's just part of the game. You got you got to do what you got to do to win hockey games. Uh, people talk about Brad Marchand. I love Brad Marchand. The exact same way. I love Brad Marchand. Don't, say, you, a, don't do. say a bad thing about him. That, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> and I would say that if you hear out of the 32 teams and their fan bases, 31 of them hate him. But all the Canadians are going to love him when they go to the Olympics and he's back on that team. Yeah. Well, those people them. that hate Brad Marchand, I hate them. Yeah, that's uh, how it goes. <laughs> I mean, he, he does what's necessary for the Bruins to win. That's why he's been the player he has been for us, and that's why he wears the C on the shirt. Let's give something for people to follow up on tomorrow here, Thomas. Uh, I say the Bruins are going to win the game tonight. What do you say is going to happen? You got a prediction? Are you in the prediction business? No, uh, I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to go agree with you here. I think most coaches, when they start the season, that's a big part. Like You want to get installed in your team. It's okay to lose a game. It's not okay to lose two, three, four in a row. So if you can stop it at the one, then you're golden. I guess Montgomery said it was his fault. He took the blame on him for not having the team ready to go against Calgary the other night. I said it on the show. I mean, you could blame me. I said, the Bruins are not going to be jacked up for that game. They're off for 10 days. It's all-star break. Now you're coming back. You've got like a seven-point lead in the East. The game was not vital. Calgary, they just had traded away one of their best players. In fact, Lindholm, right, is to this guy. Uh, playing for Vancouver now, so we'll see him tonight. You said he's a heck of yeah, a player. He is, and the kid that actually got traded for actually scored his first goal right for uh, Calgary against us. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I wasn't watching that game because I said from the beginning, I don't think the, the Bruins are going to be jacked up. They're looking to play Vancouver in the next game. This is simple from a competitive standpoint. You want to play against the best. You don't want to play against Calgary. They're quitting on the season. We're just coming from 10 days of vacation and stuff. Yeah, we're working out a little bit here, but they just weren't ready to go. Can their muscles, though, and I heard Mike Bilbury talking about this earlier today on WEEI. He said, you know, hockey muscles are different when if you don't skate to that level for 10 days or something, and then all of a sudden you try to come out and do that, it's not going to be, uh, you're not going to react the, the way. You're not going to be prepared to go. Can the Bruins flip the switch within two days and be ready to go tonight, or is this just wishful thinking on my end? No, I think they'll be fine. I mean, looking at it, right, Calgary had the same 10 days off as us. The one thing that does happen, though, if you're on the top of the league, every team coming in, they want to bump you off, right? That's just how it goes. You hear that, Celtics? Go ahead, sorry, and even though, even though, right, Calgary might not be as good a team as the Bruins are, on any given night, they can beat them. They were just hungrier that day. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So tonight, the, we'll see equal amounts of hunger. I think Vancouver has this game circled. You're going to Boston. From a hockey standpoint, is it cool to come to Boston and play like on the Boston ice? Does that hold any, any mystique whatsoever? Oh, 100%. I think those teams coming in know the fan base that we have. You know it's going to be a sold-out crowd. You know it's going to be loud in there. And you know the Bruins are going to come out to play. I mean, at the end of the day, what I just said 30 seconds ago, Today, we are the underdog. We are trying to get back onto the top. So I think they can definitely go out and win this game. No issue. As a New York Rangers player or Islanders player, when you would travel with the team and you came to Boston, 
how would you rank the fan bases as far as cheering, the loudness, and how full the stands may have been? If you were going to compare, and I'm not asking you to put down the Rangers fan base, although I'd love it if you did, um, but compare the fans there against the fans in Boston. Are we Were we more rapid in Boston back in those days? I mean, they have great fan base down there, too. They care for their hockey. They 94 is a long time ago, right, when they won the last cup there? Every, everybody's great. Everybody gets a trophy. So one thing for me was always special. Like, I came over here. I went to college out at UMass Amherst. So Boston playing the Hockey East Championship one year was wonderful, right? So I had a great experience there. So coming back, getting to play again as an NHL player in that building was fantastic. Obviously, my wife is from here. We live here now, so that's a different atmosphere. But... uh you know, I always enjoyed coming to play at the Garden. I love the fans there. What about the fans now? Do you go to Bruins games? Like, uh, do you go to the Garden here? Oh, I do. No, yeah. fans what do you are think great. of the they're, fans? They're passionate about it. They want wins. You know, it's your local buzz. I guess we're spoiled. Are they so, loud enough, Thomas? The Celtics fans are not loud enough. Do you no, feel that I think the, Bruins the Bruins fans are? They're doing a good job. I think okay. So. Fans are part of the, the success. I really 100%. believe this. Everybody has a piece in this, whether you're carrying water, 100%. whatever you're doing. Makes yeah. it tough on the opponents to come in. Makes the players play harder. They feel your energy. Can you feel our energy here today on the Sports Machine with Slim? I ask you. This is WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We're coming right back with some football talk. With Slim, New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show here on WKXL. The reason I call it next generation is because of the incredible sports talk callers we have and because of the way we market our advertisers here. Thomas Polk, we've talked enough about hockey today so that if you're listening, you know, the guy knows some things about hockey. I mean, he played for five years. He sounds professional, right? As you listen, I try to bait him into being critical and uh, even rude towards, like, former fan bases of the Islanders, the New York fans. Come on, New York fan bases. We're going to cheer them on. They don't get any trophies. What is New York winning? New York fans, they're a reason for their team's failures for how many years, but yet Thomas fails or refuses to be critical of them, but that's the characteristic you want in your health insurance advisor, okay? So this is my attempt to promote him, and I just keep telling people out there, this dude is good at what he does. Thomas, are you prepared for me to put you to the test on this? Sure, 100%. Rumor has it, we have a caller on the line right now. Caller, I'm going to put you on the spot as well. Can you ask a question to Thomas somewhat involving health insurance to see if you can stump him. <laughs> no, I cannot. My, my specialty is sports talk, not health care. Well, let's see if you can stump him with some sports talk. That was a pretty, pretty poor effort, my brother Dave. Maybe it's because you're a little bit shaken from your defeat in Hampstead uh, Masters Basketball League last night. How are you dealing <laughs> with that defeat? Uh, ego took a little bit of a hit, you know, but that said, you know, Thomas is a super nice guy, won't criticize anybody. Meanwhile, I will criticize all. So, you know, that, that tells you a little bit about me. 
So will I. Who do you want to criticize today? You want to you want to start uh, with the football game, or what are you thinking? Well, I, I will say this. One thing I just want to I want to get off my chest. I've been listening to all these talk radio shows, the, you know, reading the articles. They talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is. I'm just gonna. There's a huge difference between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Nobody has really talked about it, but who is the Peyton Manning of of Patrick Mahomes' generation? Tom Brady had to go through Peyton. If Peyton Manning wasn't there, Tom Brady would have won at least another Super Bowl in his first five years. Lamar and Jackson? That would have all, <laughs> uh, right, like, who's the, There's nobody else. So, there there really is nobody else the, good. Look at the NFC. We have Brock Purdy going to the Super Bowl for the NFC. He's, sorry, Thomas Pugurus, he stinks. That's, that's it. I just If Tom Brady didn't have Peyton Manning, I'll just tell you, Tom Brady would have made 13 or 14 Super Bowls in one ten. Right? Like, if a Peyton Manning type player you know, evolves here during Patrick Mahomes' run at the top of the NFL, then hey, there'll be a conversation to be had. But until there's another quarterback that can do, I mean, Peyton Manning is going to go down as the top five all-time quarterback. I don't think there's another quarterback in the NFL right now that's going to go down as the top twenty-five outside of Patrick Mahomes. I mean, maybe maybe you could say Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career. I just don't think one exists right now. All right, well, I'm going to be a little critical now, just for fun, right? Is it Patrick, yes, is it Patrick Mahomes' fault that nobody else can keep up? Absolutely not. Patrick Mahomes is the same type of player. He is a top-five guy right now. At least. His talent level is off the chart, just as Brady was and just as Manning was. But I, I just think what, what set Brady apart was, man, he dominated Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was awesome, right? Like, we haven't had to watch Patrick Mahomes do that with anybody. In fact, he lost to Joe Burrow. And in my opinion, if the officials didn't bail him out, he would have lost to Joe Burrow a second time. Agreed. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm just like, well, let's hold the phone on how great Patrick Mahomes is until there's another quarterback to challenge him. That makes sense. Do you want to be critical of my brother Dave's call, Thomas? No, not at all. I'd like to take, you know. It is a pretty strong take. Yeah, I, I agree. You're not hearing that anywhere else. This is why I say we're next generation type content here. We come up with things ourselves and uh, use our brain power. And it's a pretty big brain going on over there. My brother Dave, you're going to come into the studio tomorrow? We're going to do a live preview show for the Super Bowl for people? Sounds like that's, sounds like that's on the table. I mean, uh, of course, I'd love to do it. You know, let's, let's see if we can just make it happen. we got 23 hours to ensure that it comes to fruition. The Pistol just texted me. He's planning to be here. So we're going to have a full studio tomorrow, getting everybody prepared for the game. Thomas said he just wants to see a fun, competitive game. He refused to take a side there for tomorrow's game. What do you want to talk about for a take? you got to play on totals or what? Because you've been... Given us some some interesting wager potential uh, possibilities so far this week. No, listen. I mean, I, I think you know for the Super Bowl we could save that. Let's table that discussion for tomorrow when we can have an extended talk about it, and we could try to break down some segment. But we only got five minutes left. I mean, at this point in time, I don't know. I, I would can, I would continue along the Bruins talk with Thomas because I, I do value his input. Right? I don't know a ton about hockey, but I would say, <laughs> you know, I, I think. You know, the one thing I'd want to ask Thomas, where he's in studio now, is the Bruins last year, of course, have this monster regular season, the best record or best point total of all time. Fast forward, you know, they lose first round of the playoffs. As an athlete, Thomas, the following year, is there added incentive for that team in the regular season first, but even more so in the playoffs the next year? 
Oh, 100%. Once the playoff starts, it starts over. And hockey is one of those uh, sports, though, where winning the President's Trophy uh, actually drops your chances of winning the Stanley Cup. So, you know, might be almost like a curse. But, you know, the guys that were on the Bruins last year, they're coming in with a little bit of an attitude going like, that's not going to happen to us again. We're going to show everybody that we are the team that can win a Stanley Cup. And in, in when the playoffs start, is that like, are those guys going to remember what happened last year? Is that going to be a conversation piece in the locker room when the playoffs do start? I don't think so. I think the coaching staff's going to try to make it, you know, this is a new team, new year, but same goal, obviously. But is it in the back of somebody's mind? Of course it is. It's never going to change. That's not a good thing. I'm here to tell you that from a competitive standpoint, and this is from the fan base standpoint, I'm telling Boston fans, you can't have the mindset that this is going to repeat itself. No, I'm with you. I mean, look look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? The Toronto Maple Leafs have been struggling, and all their star players are getting it every year. Don't you think when the first round of the playoffs start that Matthews, Marner, and Elena Tavares are sitting there going, is this going to happen again? I mean, they're only human, so until they're going to go past it, and last year they did. They got one round out of it, but then bit it again, so... Until they win, that's always going to be the back of their head. Dave, the, hockey is a bunch of luck. Don't you think Like that's the one downside of this? You can battle like a champion for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden, the, down the other end, none of your goals went in. None of your shots went in for 10 minutes. Down the other end, a puck gets deflected off one guy, off two guys, and it was total luck. It goes by the goalie. All of a sudden, you're down one nothing. It feels like, like if you're thinking bad things are going to happen in hockey, that can happen easily. Well, I mean, Thomas is, is going to be the guy to ask, right? So, so Thomas, when like where, where I never played hockey, I can tell you for sure that I think the bounce is usually reflective of the energy or effort given by the player, right? And so the, there might be a game where, hey, you know, the, the puck just doesn't go your way. You worked harder, you were better, and it just didn't go. But over a seven-game series, is luck really something that can help a team win out, or does, or does the team effort, energy? talent level always end up winning out the seven-game series. No, I don't think it has anything to do with luck. The only part where luck comes in is being healthy, right? That's something you can't really control. But the luck part, you know, you're going to have a game here or there where you are just, you know, hitting posts, hitting shin pads, hitting, you know, missing the nets, sticks break, whatever. But over the course of a seven-game series, it's not going to happen. A better team's going to prevail. When I watched a Vegas game yesterday uh, where Edmund tried to go for 17, they had a good game. They played well, but Vegas' goalie was incredible, right? So it was a little bit of bad luck, whatever you want to call it. But over a game of seven, it might not be that way, right? Game, Seven-game series, you got to win four. Not all of them are going to be bad luck. I feel like you two are ganging up on me against my take where I say luck matters, and that's why I want Swayman and Allmark to be on this team because I feel like they got great chemistry together and it will increase our chances of getting lucky. But you two are telling me, no, that has nothing to do with anything regarding an outcome of a seven-game series against any team. Is that what you're saying, Thomas? I don't think so. Having said that, I do agree with you. Having two goalies <laughs> like that there, like that has nothing to do with luck. But only one can be on the ice. Only one can be on the ice. So what's the matter? If luck doesn't matter at all, may as well trade away Elmark and actually get talent who can be on the ice. Yeah, the, the luck part I was talking about was the injury part, right? And that can happen. Now the question going back to last year's okay. playoff, they said uh, Olmark was playing hurt. And then you waited till the very last game to put the other guy in. And that's a lot of pressure put on him as well, who had a good game. It wasn't his fault. But 
I'm sure if you asked him again, would, would you do it a little earlier and give him a better chance to win? Maybe, hey, maybe give him a chance to lose one game and still have a chance to win the series? Dave, as we're finishing up for the day here, you've had some excellent takes today. I want to turn the microphone over to you again. I, w- I would just say that I think Thomas hits it on the head. Uh, injuries play a huge piece, right? I mean, and that's not something you have control over. That's just those the, the, the luck plays that happen as has happened in Hampstead's men's basketball league over 40 Masters League. I hope my ankle was playing with a black and blue ankle last night. <laughs> it might it wouldn't have changed the result, but it doesn't change the fact that it didn't help my team. Dave, yes, I feel for you. Heck of an effort last night. Thomas, heck of an effort here today on the show. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Everybody, if you want to get the link and the info to find Thomas, just go to WKXL Radio. It's going to be nhtalkradio.com. You'll see the link for today's show on there. You'll be able to find Thomas's contact info. WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester. Talk to you tomorrow.